Hello, happiness seekers. I'm work psychologist Claudia Mitura, and I'm on a journey to explore the best happiness hacks from leading experts around the globe and share this with you. Today, I'm tackling trust and happiness because trust is an important factor in pretty much every relationship we have, including the relationship we have with ourselves. And in practice, lack of trust means that we are quite uncertain about whether we have the resources and skills to be successful. So on many occasions, we may not even try new things and make the most of the opportunities that are in front of us. It may also mean that we cannot make difficult decisions and we need constant reassurance from others when it comes to our choices. And finally, that lack of self-trust may also mean that we are overthinking of what could have been if you have taken another path in life. And we might be quite harsh on ourselves and our choices. We also might be quite often changing our mind and retracting our actions. So we are not consistent the way we behave or in terms of our choices. And of course, all of the above means that we may not be following our dream we have. We may be not meeting the needs we have and ultimately not getting to that happy place that we are after. So today I have invited Laura Cruz, who is also known as the Dream Transition Mentor. Laura is a coach, mentor, and soon to be published. So exciting. And she helps women who are stuck, trapped in maybe some unfulfilled career choices so that they can build that confidence and self-belief and self-trust so they can transition into their own freedom-based business to really experience the happiness that they are after. Laura's clients specifically work with her on a one-to-one basis via a mindset program and a community that Laura built, the Dream Life Academy. In this episode, we're specifically discussing self-trust. We're discussing why is trusting ourselves even important to our happiness? How can we build trust so that we can take the first step towards a new adventure? What type of dreamers we are when it comes to goal setting? And finally, how can we gain trust of others so they can also support our dreams and goals. So hope you'll enjoy this episode. And remember, if you are after science-backed tips on happiness, follow me on Instagram at endhappinessofficial. See you soon. Hi, Laura. Welcome to End Happiness and Happy New Year. Thank you. It's so good to be here. I was really excited about this conversation with you. I am as well, because it's a very interesting time of the year. I think everyone is thinking about the past year and then about the future. And we are tackling really interesting topic, trust. Trust in ourselves, trust in our abilities. This idea that I am leaping into unknown because I trust that my efforts will be positive, will be successful. And I think that is so timely for the new year. Absolutely. And I just would like to know from your perspective with working with lots of clients that are changing their lives, changing their direction in life, what are your reflections about why trust is actually important to our level of happiness? I think it's interesting because I think you just made me 
reflect on something I said to somebody the other day about change. We we fear change. We we don't have the trust in what that change will be. But life, in essence, doesn't stay the same anyway. Life changes whether we want it to or not. So if you think about what's happened to the whole world in the last few years, life changed. You know, we didn't necessarily like it, but, it you know, we had to accept it. That is what was happening. But I posed this question. It was actually a masterclass I was running. And I said, think about what you were doing, say, five years ago. What were you wearing? What were you doing? What were you working as? What Who were you hanging out with? What sorts of things did you spend your time doing? And the reality is that will what you do now will have changed over that time. So you are experiencing change anyway, but perhaps if it moves more slowly, you don't notice it as much. Like the pandemic and COVID was a huge instant change, right? But if it's gradual, maybe we don't notice. So I think there's just this real sense of trusting it's okay because it's going to change anyway. And why don't you make that that change? Trust yourself to make the changes that are right for you. Oh, I love this idea. Yes. So instead of kind of being resistant to the change, thinking, okay, life is going to change anyway. So let me shape that change. Yes. Yeah. And this is years ago now, but when I broke up with my first husband, I hate saying that because it's kind of going, I've had like loads of husbands, but I've only had two and I'm going to stick with the second one but anyway when I when my first husband and I split up I remember this feeling of I was actually supposed to be having a review with my boss at the time and I said oh I'm she said how are you doing we didn't end up talking about anything about work because it was really fresh it was like kind of two months after the split so I was just in a right mess and she said you know how are you feeling and I said I'm frightened and she said what are you frightened of and I said I don't know what the rest of my life looks like and I was 38 at the time it's 10 years ago. And she said, does anybody? And I thought she's it even say it gives me goosebumps when I say that it's such a simple question and answer. But it's so true, because we all think we're going to have our life. You know, it's going to go a certain way. It's going to this is this is how we designed it. You know, we, you know, we leave school, we get a job, we meet somebody, we settle down, you know, we maybe have children or we buy a house or a flat or whatever, you know, this is the way that life is supposed to, and I say supposed in inverted commas, supposed to progress. But it doesn't always work like that. And so actually, for me now, I'm, I get quite excited about the fact that the future might be very different to what you think it is. There's excitement in that for me, rather than fear, I trust myself enough to know that as I move forward, I'm making the right decisions, I'm making the right choices, I'm choosing to look positively, I trust myself. So important. And I think it is a very interesting paradox and illusion that we do imagine our life in a certain way. But I often feel that our life tends to turn up sometimes better because we kind of not follow it following that illusion we suddenly say oh I I never thought that that those opportunities will appear on my way on my journey so let's say okay I'm accepting change is happening and I want to influence that change and I want to take that first step into something I would like to achieve how can I trust myself? How can I overcome that initial fear? As you said, in your situation, you were frightened. And I think, again, it's so natural that when we are changing things, when we are going, uh, leaping into unknown, we are fearful. So how can we take that first step and activate that trust that, you know what, I will figure this out? 
So that's absolutely what I help my clients with. I've got uh, the dream transition method. So it's a way of actually working through to saying, okay, so this is my initial, you know, my dream, my thought, my idea, my goal, but how will I get there? And it's a process to help my clients to work towards that. But I think when you've got fear, like fear, and you'll know much more about this than me, but, you know, fear goes back to when we were like in like cavemen or whatever and we were being chased by dinosaurs have I got all my history muddled up anyway we were being chased by animals and you know we had to run away that fear that we have in us we need we need fear we do need to have that in our lives but as we've got into kind of modern life we don't we don't need to have as much fear as that and yet we still have that in our bodies right we still have that kind of that notion to be frightened of things but often when you break a fear down it isn't anywhere near as frightening as you thought the more that you allow things to just go round and round in your head, the bigger they become because you just keep thinking and thinking, I'm frightened of this. And you tell yourself you're frightened of it. I'm a great believer in getting things out of your head and onto paper and not like typing it on paper because there's something really therapeutic about, you know, writing stuff down in your own handwriting. And then because if you type something, you delete things when you write something, you cross it out, but you can still see it. So it's almost like you have a journey of what your thoughts were. So if you if you said, oh, I'm really frightened of doing, you know, so if I help my clients start their own business, I'm really frightened about, you know, working for myself. Like, what is that fear? What actually is it? Break it down. Is it a financial fear? Is it fear that you won't know what to do? Is it fear that you, you know, you won't be successful or you'll fail? You know, what is that fear? And break that down into real tangible kind of clear clear fears and then try to break them down even further does that make sense I don't, I'm not sure yeah. I explained that very well no no that's fantastic and I think that is so important because we know it's it's there is quite interesting research done that when we try to repress certain emotions we try to say oh let me not think about what I'm frightened of and the fear our brain actually thinks about those repressed emotions and thoughts consistently because it cannot express them because we're trying to like push them aside so yes I love the idea that you know sitting down with a big 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 piece of paper and very much writing everything down and breaking down of why am I not trusting myself? Why maybe this makes me unhappy? What am I frightened of? Till we get to something tangible, as we say, as you said, so then we can kind of start thinking, okay, what if and how I could tackle that? I know that when you work with your clients, you do look at what type of dreamers they are. Can you tell us a little bit more about that concept, about the differences between people of how we perceive goals, how we perceive our dreams? So I think the reason I wanted to explore that more is because, you know, as human, human beings are amazing, right? Because we're all really completely different. You know, we're unique We've got, you know, different strengths and not weaknesses, don't like that word, opportunities for development or opportunities for growth or change. But, you know, we're we're all very different and people do view things very differently. So if you were to tell, I was just having this conversation with my mum because my mum's here and she's proofreading my book. If you, one of the examples I put in my book is if you, you know, if your friend said to you that they wanted to run a marathon, right, but you, you're not a marathon runner, you don't like running, you think running's awful, you can't think of anything worse, you wouldn't run unless your life depended on it, but you would be supportive of that person, that person would really want to 
to push that forward. And I would say that that person perhaps is a, like an action dreamer. They go, right, I really want to run a marathon. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to enter the race, which obviously you've got to enter something, right? Then I'm going to work towards that. So that person is perhaps an action dreamer. But the people who who might be like, oh, God, or, oh, you know, I couldn't do that. Perhaps they're a different type of dreamer. So I've got five different types of dreamer and they all, it's not that you aren't capable of fulfilling your dreams if you're kind of a jaded dreamer is one of them. So the jaded dreamer is somebody who says, yeah, you know, I did that once. It doesn't work. I'll never try it again. You know, things like that don't work for me. You know, they work for somebody else or, you know, a tomorrow dreamer who says, oh yeah, I'd love to do that. One day I'll do that. You know, but one day never comes, does it? Because one day is always in the future. Tomorrow never comes because then you roll to the next day and tomorrow's the next day and so on. So it isn't that any of those types of dreamers can't actually crack on and do what they want to do. And actually, I'm an action dreamer. So I'm somebody who who takes action on things, but I'm also can be a little bit impulsive and not think things through. So sometimes being that person that goes, yes, let's do this, means that you don't give yourself time to fully think things through. The purpose of finding out what type you are, it just means you understand yourself better. So instead of saying, I don't know why I'm like this, why can't I be like my friend who's really good at that? Well, because you're different, but that's okay. But if you understand yourself, you understand why you are slightly reticent or you're slightly, you're more nervous or you're less likely perhaps to push forward, then you can kind of cut yourself a bit of slack. So instead of mm-hmm. instead of placing the bar really high and saying, oh, I, I should be like this, well, why should you? You can be you, but if you understand yourself better, then you can actually take the approach that works better for you. Mm. Oh, my goodness. But the action dreamer and the impulsive sign-ups to marathons, that's just my husband. And oh, really? <laughs> And then two weeks before, oh my God, now he needs to start training. You know, right. that's, that's the, that's, and then quick, 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 I need to now suddenly run a marathon. Yeah, absolutely. I love the idea. And I'm just trying to think where am I in terms of that kind of the dreamers aspect, because it's it's so interesting. I'm definitely much more reflective. I need to really think whether I have a strategy to do something before yeah. leaping into it. Yeah. So, so far you mentioned the action dreamer, which is having a very specific, I guess, action and may, maybe sometimes on spontaneity going ahead and committing to the goal. Yeah, You mentioned the tomorrow dreamer. Oh, I'll do that tomorrow. But the tomorrow never comes. As in like, (laughs) we can always postpone something. So a bit of procrastination there. And then you, you say, you said about the jaded dreamer, which is I am, it's not for me. It's not for me. Or like Uh, like I've tried it once, so it won't work. You know, we can, we can try anything once and it won't work. But the trick is to keep trying, right? And to, because actually not everything works the first time. So the other types I've got are the closed dreamer. So the closed dreamer is like, no way, you know, absolutely not. They think things are absolutely impossible. They can't see the positive and perhaps they don't allow themselves to think outside the box. And I think for me, some of that comes from a closed dreamer. And again, there's nothing wrong with any of these. It's just, it's kind of how we think. A closed dreamer feels that perhaps they came from the wrong part of town. They went to the wrong school. They're on the wrong side of good fortune. Perhaps they don't come from money, so they don't think that they can ever make any money. Perhaps don't think too deeply about things, but stay quite on the surface because they don't want to allow themselves to think too deeply about things. But 
because that's safe, right? If you don't think, if you don't delve into stuff, if you can stay quite surface level, it's it's quite safe. But again, even if you're a closed dreamer, I love working with closed dreamers because it's a little bit more challenging, but it doesn't mean that you can't then achieve what you want to do. It just means that you need to do more work, more self-work on how you allow yourself to open that up. And the other one is the fearful dreamer. So the person who is just so terrified of everything that they just won't even try. They don't like change. They don't like new. Perhaps they don't trust themselves. Brilliant. And so for each of them, I guess you have a different strategy, really, of helping them to navigate their goals and ultimately trust that, yes, this is who I am and that's fine. That's great. Now I need to change slightly maybe my preferences, change slightly the actions that I'm taking. Yes. Yeah. I mean, ultimately, we as people, we are who we are, but you can you can tweak, you can you can improve, you know, we're learning our whole lives, right? So we are who we are as a human being, but we can refine and learn and we can improve the bits. I mean, I'm never going to be a, a maths genius because that's not my thing, but I can get by with it. Do you see what I mean? So it's not that you have to think, oh, I, I'm, I won't be able to do this because I can't do that. Actually, as you progress through, like for me, if I'm helping my clients to set up their own business, like me, I'm not great at maths. That's why I've got an accountant because <laughs> I don't need to do that. It's very difficult to achieve all the big goals or dreams that we have on our own. I think it's impossible, yes. right? And exactly the example that you're given, yes, this is maybe not your strength. You could improve within that, but let's find someone who is excellent in that and support yeah. you. And that's why we can thrive because we are supported by the right network. How can we build trust with other people, how can we gain their trust so that they do support our dreams? I think one of the things I really kind of advocate at the beginning is not telling anybody. It's not that you're keeping secrets. It's not that you're, but I think if you've got this idea, you know, running a marathon, setting up your own shop, your own business, whatever you want to do, you're so excited about it. You're really excited. You tell somebody and then they say, oh, why would you do that? That will never work. You won't make any money. That will be really hard work. Oh, it's really uncertain. You know, look at what's happening in the economy. And then you go, oh, yeah, you're right. And you would dismiss it. If you work on your mindset and really explore why you want to do that thing, what you're going to get from it, how much you want it, like how much energy you're prepared to put in it. What's the, you know, what you're going to feel when you've achieved it or when you are working towards it. Because we get very focused on the destination, not the journey, don't we? In, in modern society, we're so focused on the end, the final destination, not what we're going to get on the way through. If you work through all of that mindset piece first, and you know, the other thing is being able to even articulate what you want to do. Because if you can't say confidently, I'm going to do this. I mean, I remember going to a networking group when I was still in my corporate role. And... Um, I went to a networking group of women who were already kind of working for themselves. And they said, oh, what do you do, Laura? And I couldn't even get the words out. And I thought I, I was berating myself on the way home. Why couldn't I get the words out? I didn't have the confidence in me to say, yeah, oh, this is what I do. Because I felt like an imposter. So you do all of that mindset piece. You build up so that when, when you are ready, it's not that you are not hiding it forever, right? But when you're ready... And you say to somebody, oh, I've been working on my plan because I'm going to do this. This is why I want to do it. This is what I'm going to do. This is how I'm going to do it. And I'd like your support. And I think when you are able to confidently articulate 
your dream, your plan, your goal, your next step, whatever it is, people will come with you. Mm, yes, because if we don't have, if we don't trust ourselves, why we should expect yeah. anyone else to trust us? Yeah, uh, exactly. So I, so I think that's that's fantastic. That's a great, very good advice. That go through that individual journey and then when you're ready you are able then to gain trust of other people and also I think you are able to ask for help in a very specific way yes whereas if we're not really sure why we're doing something or what we want it's really difficult to then go and approach someone and ask for help the more specific we are in our request then the more specific answers we will get yes that what's that saying the devil is in the detail you've got to know what you want I mean I look back at things that I that I did before I either before I left my corporate role or in my early stages of my business and I was so muddled I was so confused about what I was doing I didn't feel I was confused at the time but I look back and think oh Laura you were you know but that's fine because we're on a journey and that the Laura back then has helped me to be the Laura I am today and actually to go back to what you said earlier I am not where I thought I was going to be now in my business. And that's a positive thing. Where I thought it was going to go, it hasn't gone that way. But in the journey I've been on, where I am now is so much bigger, better, clearer, more positive. It's everything I wanted it to be. But back then I couldn't see. The reality is that when you're starting something new, you don't always know exactly how it's going to turn out. So trust yourself that when you start to take steps along the way, as you make progress, other steps will appear. It will become obvious to you. Mm, it's a little bit like driving in the dark. I remember being a first-time driver and never driven in the dark before. And I thought I have to look ahead, really, really ahead, like you drive when you're driving in the daylight. But in the dark, everything changes. You just need to see just in a little bit in front of the car to keep going. We just need to see a little bit and then we'll be in a different position to assess what's going to happen next. I have never thought of it. Like, I love that. I'm going to do a podcast episode called Driving in the Dark because that's so true. I was actually driving in the dark last night with my mum and I was saying my headlights are quite high and so I can see them. And I said, I like them because they don't make me feel like I'm really in the dark. That's so weird that you said that. Interesting. Yeah, because I just remember being terrified for the first time the mm. driving in the dark, calling my husband saying, but I don't see a head. Yeah. I don't see anything. It's dark. Yeah. And he said, but you don't have to. He <laughs> said, just stick with what you can see in the, you know, in the short, very short distance in front of you and you'll get home. And yeah, I got home. Okay, so this is a podcast about happiness and that idea, obviously, of trust impacting our happiness. Therefore, we can shape the change. So important. Hopefully, we're moving towards the happiness that we imagine and that it's good for us. Laura, final question. What makes you happy? When I think about happiness, I, I boil it down to four Fs. That's what I have in my life. And that's not just in my business. That's my life because it's my life and business. It's all in one. So I'm like, you know, everything flows. So the four Fs of freedom, flow, flexibility and fun. Those are the four things that make me happy in my life. Freedom to choose how, you know, what I do, what my working week looks like, what my life looks like. The freedom to be able to, you know, be around my teenagers, I've got my mum here at the moment from Spain, you know, being able to do all of that flow again, because everything flows. So I'm, you know, I'm the same Laura 
I'm going to go take my mum to the shops after this. Fulfillment because my work makes me so happy. And it makes me happy because I'm working for myself. But actually, I get so much fulfillment from seeing my clients feel all of those things too. So it's kind of win-win when you when you coach, when you mentor. It's amazing and fun because actually when you work for yourself, you've got the opportunity to insert much more fun into your life than you do when you work a nine-to-five. So that's what makes me happy. And aside from that, it's my family, my husband and baking. Oh, and baking, did you say? Baking, I love baking. What's, what's the most favorite recipe then? What would you recommend for 2023? So, well, it's a bit it's a bit old hat because everybody was making it in lockdown, but I make a mean banana choc chip cake, which I usually oh. deliver, wrap it up, put it in foil, put a ribbon around and deliver it to people. But yeah, I love, I absolutely love baking. I find it very, there's something about the, the, the mix of, you know, the weighing everything and then producing something delicious at the end. So I love it. Brilliant. Thank you so much, Laura. So lots of happiness for freedom to choose to baking something delicious. I absolutely love that. Thank you so much for coming to Happiness Podcast and speaking about such an important topic about in terms of trusting ourselves. Thank you so much. Thank you. Great suggestions from Laura on building that self-trust. Francis Frey is a researcher who introduced the concept of trust triangle, which has three specific elements to help us build trust in any relationship. And I think on the basis of that research, we can take very specific additional actions when building self-trust. So first of all, show yourself some self-compassion. So research shows that responding to challenges in life with self-compassion rather than criticism, and that means turning our mistakes into those teachable moments, can actually strengthen our self-belief and self-trust. So self-compassion. Secondly, being clear, what are your strengths? So if you have a high level of self-awareness, then you are more likely to take risks and set on challenging adventures because you have that level of self-trust that you are able to deal in uncomfortable situations. And also showcasing your ability to others will mean that they are more likely to trust you. And finally, consistency. So the way people trust us because we are consistent in keeping our promises, the same applies when it comes to self-trust. If you're not keeping promises to yourself when it comes to looking after yourself, meeting your needs, following your decisions, implementing the habits that you're working on, then unfortunately your self-trust will go down. So three aspects self-compassion, being clear what your strengths are, and being consistent and keeping promises to yourselves. Thank you for listening. I see you in the next episode where I'll be exploring uncertainty and happiness. So how can we deal with unknown and uncertainty? And I think there is so much uncertainty around us that that will be a really powerful episode. So I hope to see you there. Again, remember, if you haven't had the chance yet to download the sample of my book on setting happy dreams and happy goals, you can do that at andhappiness.co.uk slash book. And of course, for more tips on happiness, follow me on Instagram at and happiness official. I wish you a lovely, happy week full of self-trust. And as always, I dare you to be happy. Mm-hmm.